Welcome folks to the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits to Podium and on this episode we discuss the Schumacher documentary on Netflix. I'm saying it slowly because it's something that's hit me right in the emotion button here and it's made me feel also special but let's actually discuss it in depth right here on this episode. Was it any good? What was the bad things and more importantly what was it that we think missed out on and what was it that they actually did very well. So let's do that right here on the Inside Line F1 podcast and pitch the podium. Let's go. Hey there folks, welcome along. My name is Samuel Arora, the host of The Driving Force on Disney Plus Hotstar, joined by a man who's been with Schumacher, who's faced the Schumacher aura in real life, who's grown up watching Michael Schumacher as well, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team, Kunal Shah. And by the way, to add to this introduction as well, he's a person who celebrates Michael's birthday on the 3rd of January every year by cutting a cake. And he has a 2004, was it 2004 or 2? 2004 or 2 uh, jersey, the official one from Ferrari back in the day. Uh, you know how this video is going to go then. Uh, how was it, Kunal? How emotional was watching the Schumacher documentary for you? Well, thanks. I, you know, only after you listed all the connections that I, my life has with Michael Schumacher, <laughs> did I actually realize that I have a fair number of co- connections with with the with the with the legend. And you know, the the biggest one, and I'm sure our regular listeners have heard this several times. My, you know, when I met him face to face at my very first Grand Prix with Force India, this was you know at 2010. Uh, the Turkish Grand Prix in 2010. And uh, yes, yeah, so, but how was the documentary since we're talking of his documentary and not my experiences <laughs> with, with Michael? You know, for me and for a lot of Formula One fans, Michael Schumacher is an emotion, right? And I think Netflix did fairly well to capture that emotional side of Michael Schumacher, his life as a racer, as a father, as as a wife, uh, sorry, as a husband, as as a as as a sports person, and and all of that, and I, I think they did extremely well, and I'm pretty sure everyone who saw it and you know feels a fair bit of emotion towards Michael, whether good or bad, would have felt most emotional when Karina actually said on the show, and I, I've written the quote down because I'm I think I'm going to remember it till we know what actually happens to the whole saga you know of of michael schumacher that he's going through the medical saga right she said michael is here different but he's here and that just hit extremely hard to me at least yeah i think that was the part where everyone who was watching in our house just we just sat there and we didn't even flinch for a second that one hit hard and the ending and how they showed that final lap at not the final lap at monaco but his beautiful onboard lap right there. That oh, that that was so special. And even the stories of him driving on worn tires and everything, I wasn't aware. Even though I'm a big Schumacher buff, this is just something else. Watching this and getting to know it from the perspective of those that were closest to him, I think it just captures the emotion of Schumacher from the inside quite well. And then sometimes with great superheroes in the world of sport, that's often what we tend to miss, right? When we, when normally us Formula 1 fan talks about Schumacher, one can say, oh, the greatest, or they can say, oh, boring because he was dominant. Oh, he had controversies because of Damon Hill and, of course, what happened with Villeneuve as well. But this shows you the human side of it. And genuinely, chef's kiss. This was just outstanding, honestly. It, it was outstanding. And one of them... Like apart from Corina's statement, of course, I loved Mick Schumacher's expression of what he said. And you could see he was mm. really holding up emotional 
And, you know, again, those, that moment when he said something like motorsport language, and that's when he realized that here's the, one of the greatest drivers ever. Here's his son trying to do, you know, whatever he can in the world of motorsport. Again, a talented himself. And there's this one language that they would share. And we don't know if they are able to share that language. Of course, the, the, the idea came across that they are not, you know, sharing that language, at least at the moment. But yes, that, that was also fairly hitting. And so what actually came across, and this is what happens when you have a biography or an autobiography, it's like you telling your own tale. So you can say things yeah. as you want, as you'd like. And I, when I saw Ross Braun and Sean Todd in it, I, of course, expected them. But I liked their honesty about Michael. When Braun spoke about what Michael did, Yes. And he said, you know, Michael was convinced it was Jacques who drove into him till we showed him the onboards. And that that sort of, you know, made me feel like, okay, they are not just trying to paint a rosy picture over all the controversies that Michael has had. And you got, guys, let's face it, we've all been in situations where we've done wrong, but not known we've, we've done wrong. And similarly, you know, when Sean Todd said, uh, you know, in 97, 98 and 99, they lost the last race of the season. So why would they win it in 2000? Yeah. And he said, after four years, there were questions about Michael, his abilities and, exactly. you know, if he could deliver a title. And to me, those honest approaches as well really worked well because it's not just them, like I said, you know, painting a picture, which, uh, which we know wasn't always a masterpiece. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely spot on with that. I was wondering, what sort of documentary is this going to be? One that just glorifies him? But no, we also had incidents like sharing David Coulthard's perspective on Belgium 98, where he said, well, you're the one who drove into me, right? And when he discussed it with Michael, of course, when they had that chat, uh, I know I'm giving it away, spoiler alert, yes. But Michael said, uh, I don't think I was wrong. I'm paraphrasing. Coulthard said, You've got to be wrong sometimes, right? Michael said, not that I remember of. And you got to see that side <laughs> of him. It is not like, oh, Schumacher, just perfect all the time. You make of it what you will. And that is what a good documentary should do eventually. And that final part, right, where they left it to your own imagination or just curiosity. And the fact that it didn't reveal how, how his condition is, is, I think, perfect. The way they ended it, private is private, is the way we should go ahead with that. But Kunal, what did you not like? What do you think was missing or maybe something you would want more of, perhaps? You know, I would have loved for a 24-hour documentary, give everything about Michael, what he ate for breakfast, what he <laughs> ate for lunch, you know. No, but on a serious note, I think they did fairly well with this whole, you know, story that they wanted to show of how he went on to become a Ferrari champion and then how he just dominated and then what's the current state. So a lot of it was fast-paced. You would have, of course, wanted them to slow down, but yeah. they would have probably wanted to finish it in two hours and, you know, various reasons that, marketing reasons storytelling reasons and so on right and uh i lo i loved uh, i loved the whole explanation behind how michael was after senna's death and how he reacted because i remember you know when i re read james allen's biography on michael edge uh, of greatness right if I remember the name correctly, that is, uh, there was this big talk about how Michael actually did not attend, uh, you know, Ayrton Senna's funeral, right? And how uh, that was sort of misread or misjudged by a lot of people. But he was shown as somebody very, very emotional after Senna's death. And in some way, this documentary sort of addressed that as well, because yeah. however hard a competitor, he did seem fairly shaken 
and moved by it. And I'm sure this was, you know, uh, this was uh, an interview that was probably 20 odd years old that they pulled out from the archive, played out. So yes, I would have loved to see a lot more about Michael, like I said, and and so on. And uh, like you said, Samuel private is private. They have chosen to keep things private for their own reasons. Completely respect that. But I'm pretty certain everyone who tuned in wanted to know a little more about what he's currently going through and what his status is. But I guess we just have to wait till the Schumacher family is ready to say it rather than us wanting to hear it. This is when we should just slap our wrists a little bit and remind that again, private is private. But what I think was a little bit missed out on, again, as you mentioned, Kunal, the pacing of it, we didn't focus much on Mika Hakkinen. And that was a bit of a funny part, right? Because Michael and Mika, they go along so well. Of course, they showed the old karting days, but I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more of that fight with Mika and the personal element of it. I wanted to see more about the dominance because the Ferrari dominance was just swept aside, it felt like, in six minutes. And Ross Brown <laughs> mentioned it in his book that when people come up to you and say, well, well Ross, well done, Ferrari. Yeah, that was an easy year. Well done. But it's the it's the work and the preparation that goes on into those hard years, and we saw a bit of it. But I'd love to I'd love to say more of that and more on Fernando Alonso. What was the mental state of mind when he came along and actually challenged Michael at the end as well? But I guess all things considered, we had a bit of a gala time watching this one. And so, Kunal, we normally aren't movie reviewers. I know we're not the two most. Uh, avid fans of films right here because our form of entertainment is on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening but still it has to be a 9.5 right if you can ever do that yeah well I'll be very biased in my rating I would I would say you know I I can't rate this one I would watch it either way I would <laughs> want more I would I would feel more you know that hey I wish to know more about it and hopefully they release more documentaries about different phases of Michael life, Michael's life but I'd say anything less than a 10 on 10 is not doing justice to everyone who's a super fan of Michael, just as, you know, I was growing up. And I remember the one driver I, I, I was most torn apart reporting on unbiased was Michael Schumacher. So in some way, when he retired, I was actually pretty content saying now I, I, I don't have to work hard to you know hide my biases. Well... What, what a job they've done. Maybe if we're just on this business of doing Formula 1 documentaries, please, one on Gilles Villeneuve, one on Jackie Stewart, maybe one on Alan Prost, because Prost's reputation was sort of torn apart with the Senna one. But hey, that's more on that, right? Well, folks, thank you so much for watching this one. And of course, if you haven't already and you're wondering if you should, you've just given our opinion. Watch the Schumacher documentary. What are you waiting for? And follow Pitch the Podium and the Inside Line F1 podcast because we've got more super episodes right here. Race reviews, previews, and all the other good stuff right here. So, folks, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we shall be back with the Italian GP preview right here on the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch the Podium. <laughs>